a lot of these words are being used like AI robotics. And since a lot of us are very ignorant in terms of what they really mean in terms of our own future also, right? Our own jobs are getting mm-hmm. impacted. We just want to desperately in some way send our kids to these classes. I see a lot of classes out there just taking undue advantage of these trends and I don't know how you feel about this. Great that you brought it up because um, uh, this misinformation is something that a lot of companies are feeding on, as you rightly pointed out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, uh, they are like, they're selling really expensive products to people. And I think that makes it even more important for people like us who really, really care about what children learn, right? Yeah. To, make, to amplify our voices and to make ourselves heard and to say that, you know, hey, you know, it might not sound as like, you know, rocket mm. science-ish, mm. but, mm. you know, there's a genuine value. Being an entrepreneur in the edtech startup space today seems like the in thing. With coding, artificial intelligence and robotics as the next disruptor, parents are rushing their kids into these online classes without really caring too much about the quality of content and educators in these classes. Meet Sneha and Mansi, co-founders of MindChamp, who run an award-winning coding program for kids, providing employment exclusively to women in technology. Honestly, it's hard to find such a pair of such highly conscious co-founders who bond over an audacious goal to get our kids' future ready. Please welcome Sneha and Mansi. Are you doing anything else that's keeping you going uh, to really deal with this uncertainty? Um, anything at all which inspires you? Hmm, I think I'd take a take at that. I have actually, a uh, few months ago, I started like meditating and hmm. uh, that has been like a game changer. It has been like really, really nice. Uh, so I try to take out 10 to 15 minutes a day and do it regularly. And, uh, yeah, I think that's something that is keeping me going because, uh, it sort of helps you really center yourself and, mm. uh, you don't get, uh, there are days it starts that, you know, that makes you perfect or you become like super productive or super, uh, you know, like, uh, very controlled in whatever you say and do, but it, it does help and, uh, I think uh, I work with Mansi day in and day out, and I think she will know the days when I don't know it. <laughs> so, <laughs> why you get a bit edgy with her or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's general. She can like I think she can figure out. So, uh, <laughs> so um, okay. yeah, that's something I've been doing. Uh, I have also been uh, like. Uh, uh, since the lockdown started, uh, I have been like uh, with my parents and uh, mm-hmm. they're saying this like really nice complex where uh, uh, there's a ton of like we heard words and whatnot, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of that. So there's like a ton of uh, like nature around, so to say. So I've been really mm-hmm. seeing all of that. I go like whenever I go to like say try the clothes or uh, step out in the evening just for a uh, stroll. It is, uh, I see, I've seen so much more in this like you know, 100, like, square meters or whatever mm. of mm. area, then I would have observed in any place that I was Right? Mm. And that's mm. because, like, you, yeah, because 
uh, every day I see something and I was like, this plant was here. Oh, this like, <laughs> oh, these sides are like this. Oh, this sign was here. Like in your everyday life, you're not mindful at all, right? Like yeah. just go about your day and that's about it. But there is so much like to every place. So mm. I think that's something that's also been interesting in the last one or two months. Yeah. So has so has this really uh, you know in some ways changed the way you're probably doing your work or are you deriving any inspiration from any of this which is impacting the work that you're doing with children or with mind champ as such yet uh, no? yeah uh the way i would like to understand is that we always like keep hearing of things like mindfulness or being present at the moment or you know all of that mm. and this really helps me see in action what that means mm. you know without me having to actively go and figure it out mm. uh so yeah it does spill over the things but um it's uh i think it's a journey more than like oh yes it does or it mm. doesn't it's like between ones and zeros yeah 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 of course of course so i wanted to just go back a little bit you know flash back if you if you don't mind uh so i remember it's been about 2 years or so that we know each other 2 3 years maybe or more 3 years yeah 3 years 3 years yeah yeah so i remember the first meeting we had right and i don't know if you remember sneha i think i met I you remember. first yeah Do i you? remember when i met you uh, during uh, you know one of the classes Yeah, yes, yes. I have met you at one of the uh educators I think uh Yes, correct. Yes, Shikhas place. Shikhas place. Yeah, yeah. I think it was my son who was doing a course with you guys. And yes. uh, I was very curious to you know meet you because um, I hadn't heard of a lot of people doing coding classes for children. And I was very intrigued because <clears throat> you know in some ways I remember uh it was obviously years ago and probably 84 85 when my dad had invested in a computer um and i and with, uh, you know strangely enough it was around the same age when rehan also started coding with you guys so it was a very oh, special wow. yeah so it was a very special thing in terms of meeting you guys because uh i did a lot of this on my own without any help um of course i had my dad to invest in that computer which was strangely a black a black screen with green letters on it <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i i remember that so clearly it was almost an idiot box slightly more smarter than an idiot box uh but to see him with you guys uh doing coding was really in some ways very um you know a little bit i mean if i could say an emotional experience because it brought my childhood back in some way right and i'm sure you you can relate to it because uh, you know uh, to see him write a piece of code on his own to be able to create a game is really an awesome uh, thing right because in those years uh, i'm talking obviously 25 35 years back i don't even know what that year was of years back mm-hmm. uh, you didn't really see a computer or a piece of code um for creating games it was always about serious business right it was i remember mm-hmm. i remember mm-hmm. hsbc had this system called hexagon where they um, had a, uh, you know you could do incoming and outgoing transfers uh, on that 
internet which they owned it was called hexagon uh, and i saw my dad doing that uh, quite a bit and he's a ca right uh, so at the point when rihan created that game and i remember our first meeting i wanted to i you know i was extremely curious to know how all of this began as a journey right uh, in terms of really understanding the why did you really do this and i don't think i've ever sat with you to really sit a little more freely to understand from you both that the reason why did you really start this thing you started right aside from the business aspect of it and everything but you know if i had to look deep into your heart in terms of the reason why you really began with this journey um so yeah um, basically i think uh, as you said you uh, when you coded or when you started your journey with computers it was really long ago and uh, somehow at that point of time uh, most of us did not really get the right type of education when it came to you know learning to code mm-hmm. and uh, i personally started when i was in ninth grade and i loved coding from the very beginning because mm-hmm. i am someone who loves to solve puzzles Mm-hmm. So uh coding it involves a lot of logical thinking and that got me really excited because it was like you know kind of a puzzle that you have to solve and you have to come up with that uh, mm-hmm. uh, according to that you know this uh the sum that is there in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I was always very intrigued about computer coding and mm-hmm. uh, that's why I did my engineering also in that. But what I realized was uh, when I got into the reality of IT industries Mm-hmm. uh it's far different than what i had in my head yeah. uh, you know creating games and uh, making solving things uh, that wasn't really happening and at the same time even in my college i wasn't getting that kind of support uh, from and i think most of the engineers will agree to this that uh, the practical labs used to just be used for uh, copy paste <laughs> mm-hmm. you know the assignment mm-hmm. so i just wanted to change that because i know how important computer is today and how important it is going to be in the future mm-hmm. especially uh, you know now that we have ai ml so many new things are coming and things are going to advance drastically and i felt that india as a country should develop on its own and that can only happen if we have more coders in the country in the country yeah. and we just wanted uh, i love kids so i just wanted a way to teach them the right way to learn to code which mm. is much more exciting and much more fun it's not just a black screen with you know green buttons yeah it can be a lot more colorful and exciting yeah and uh, yeah that's why i got into it mm-hmm. i just wanted more and more kids to also enjoy coding as much as i do yeah yeah so help me understand i'm i mean i'm sure you remember the day you met sneha right the yes. the day so the day <laughs> so help me and now i'm go, i mean i would like to ask sneha about this the one thing you saw in uh, in kansi uh, which really in some ways triggered that whole alliance between you guys you know in terms of i i don't know uh, it could be anything which was rational or emotional or i don't know what did you see in her which really triggered this thing between you guys which is quite awesome right uh so 
derive your inspiration from to keep going on right your belief that it's going to work and the work that you're doing um we will reach the destination or the goal that we set for ourselves where do you get like is there a particular place thing i don't know uh, within yourself i i don't know uh, it will be interesting to hear both your views because you both are very different people so i'm very curious to know from where do you really get that juice from to keep moving i love the way you guys allow each other to complete each other sentences <laughs> so cute <laughs> yeah no but uh, uh, i personally really uh, you know get that thing going when uh, we got a feedback from say our educators or from the students uh, from the parents when we see their work and we see how our students is progressing you know there are team kids who have been learning with us since 2 years 3 years or more mm. and when we see the kind of work that they have started uh, with us and now how they have uh, turned what they have come to that kind of is a good inspiration for us uh, plus our educators are extremely kind and uh, when they let us know how much mind jam has impacted them that yeah. kind of yeah. gives us a push you know it's like yes whatever you're doing you're doing good because mm. it's helping people it's uh, we are creating a community of people mm. and uh, it is a very strong thing that we are able to do that at this age okay if you so, say yeah, that's what yeah. gets me going i i'll yeah, believe I'm i'll believe that team. answer yeah <laughs> no i think <laughs> okay. you know you said you have attended our meetup so you know yes, how, yes. i you know, know i know actually... yeah so yes. although i love that answer i want to go a, a layer deeper so i'm trying to in some ways you know you guys are the onions i'm trying to peel i want to go to okay. the core of the onion <laughs> right so i understand the feedback and all of this is good because it ultimately hits your business mm-hmm. and you see growth and so you see yourself deriving inspiration from that right which is great but anyways uh sneha you were saying something uh, yeah i think like it is like an extension of what she said but mm. uh, like you asked what happens when you know you get bogged down by something or there is someone mm. doing something mm. that you don't like uh it's just a matter of attention right like you like you see someone is doing something you're like pissed off or upset or whatever and then you your attention is turned away by an educator who says something nice or by a kid who asks like an interesting question or by you know something that happens in your day to day life and mm. as much as we like to be we like to you know believe that we can get inspiration outside of our work i think we are the kind of people who get inspiration within work yeah um right and uh, i think it's very it's a very fortunate thing um yeah. to say that you know our uh, work gives us that kind of happiness and satisfaction yeah, yeah. uh i think uh, it's just a matter of attention that gets like you know okay let whatever someone is doing let them do what they're doing but that's not in our control but what we are doing is really creating yeah. positive outcomes and we focus on that yeah, yeah. and just focus on very true it makes sense yeah no i you know i understand it now because you both have left your uh, you know your jobs and everything you used to do earlier right to really start something on your own which you love so uh, it makes sense when you say you derive your inspiration from the work that you do right otherwise you wouldn't be doing this in the first place <laughs> right 
It also, yeah, it does stop the mother parents like so for now since they've known each other for a while. I know like Manji's family also. I mean, they are also the kind of people who are very encouraging, who's very like mm-hmm. you know, uh, very supportive of what we do as is my family. So I think uh, it that also plays a part. And uh, it's just true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah I think uh, especially in a startup where things can go up and down the spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need people who are really supporting. Otherwise, you get very restricted to continue with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and right now I think uh, the uh, we are not much in touch with anybody else in the outside world. Mm-hmm. So it's just your family who you stay with, and uh, mm-hmm. it's they are your they are kind of your backbone, and they can help you out of your gloomy days as well. Yeah, yeah. Great, no, I really appreciate you all being so honest about this because in some ways this is going to go out to a number of people, and especially uh, you know younger generations as yourselves who are trying to maybe become entrepreneurs, right? Uh, and so important that they understand that at the end of the day you need to derive inspiration from the work that you love, uh, and mm-hmm. it's and and at times um, you might want to. also stretch yourselves because at the end of the day anything you do right now is directly in some ways feeding into your own future right uh, it's like directly related to your future right and the future of the kids as well more importantly right so every time you stretch yourself you move you know say your classes to the next level or um, you know give training to your educators you know how you're directly impacting the world around you right and and which is why i thought i'll ask you because um a lot of the entrepreneurs who i work with in the startup space do other things as well aside from uh you know stuff from their work where obviously they derive inspiration from but in terms of health so in terms of hitting the gym or doing i don't know salsa dance classes stuff that you might be doing aside from your day to day work i'd love to know a little bit about that as well because everything is not work 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 right at the end of, of the day of course not yeah all work no play makes not a dull boy <laughs> there you go i stick by this <laughs> uh so yeah i think right now given the lockdown circumstances and everything uh, i have really got addicted to board games Mm. and uh, this is something that uh, i love to indulge myself in okay. uh, as i've already mentioned i love solving puzzles so uh, mm. these are games that require a little bit of thinking and uh, mm. strategy building so i really like doing that yeah uh, so that works out for me and that even helps me distract uh, from whatever is happening around my phone sure. thing yeah uh but yes regarding my health uh, i do try <laughs> i do try to do a little dance lessons here and then so i know that i mean obviously in these times it's hard to take up any classes on anything or do something like that but you can talk about maybe before this covid started anything you were doing um on the side really with with are you really you know in some ways as you said it could keep you Healthy or maybe distracted in some way. Uh. Yeah, in my dance classes, I used to go for contemporary classes, and mm. uh, uh, I love to dance. Mm. That is something that I love to do. So mm. I think 
Uh, but I'll also be honest, like while sketching, I'm also thinking about other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's uh, of course your mind can go uh, anywhere when you're yeah. sketching. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, largely like you know appreciation and that you know there is so much around us that we don't pay attention to. Yeah. Then now I do because then I'm like if I have to sketch this, then I need to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Cool, cool. So I wanted to uh, just ask this. I mean, uh, to you both, and any you know, uh, you know, one of you can go first in terms of the future of these uh, coding and programming uh, classes as a business overall, right? Where do you think it will be in the next say four or five years, in your opinion? Um, and you can be absolutely. irrational about your answers because i want to hear dreams right in terms of where do you think you know the future will be and in some ways even you yourself would be in that future right i'm hoping um doing things quite amazing as you are already uh so if you can just you know share a little bit about that because i think a lot of us a lot of individuals uh, especially as myself who has a son or a daughter who are trying to really think about why coding and you know in some ways we also seeing a lot of automation around us so the real thing is like how will this be helpful in some way right and and in terms of what's next right um any any views anything you want to share regarding the future where all this is heading Uh, Manchi, you want to say anything? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so basically, I personally believe that coding is not just for uh, kids who want to become programmers. Oh. It's also for kids who, you know, uh, who need to develop their logical thinking, who need to be more creative. Mm. As it is a fun way of doing these things. Mm-hmm. If I want to create a game, I have to think accordingly. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I have to run in this direction. Uh, then that person has to catch me from the other direction, or I have to pass the ball in say this uh, this degree angle mm. so that it reaches this person. So all this requires a lot of thinking, mm. and uh, it is kind of a challenge for the child to think in that way. And uh, that is one of the reasons that kids even love to code. Uh, whoever is coding right now, because it challenges them, mm. and uh, so that. something that i feel that it's a fun way to challenge the kids mm. and plus given technology is advancing as you said you know so many automations are coming into picture ai is coming into picture mm-hmm. it is kind of uh, obvious that few years down the line everything is going to get um, maybe not everything but most of the things are going to get automated and mm. Uh, mm-hmm. kids are going to be in a completely much uh, digital world Mm. so they at least need to know what is this basic mm-hmm. you know how are these uh, automations happening if they are even hiring a company to do these uh, automations or creating websites for them mm. they should know what is it made of at least the basics so that uh, they have an upper hand mm. whenever they are uh, doing anything mm-hmm. so that's one of the reasons i feel coding is extremely important because uh, mm. if unless i know how a website is made Yeah. Uh, how, how will I give instructions to someone if I want to own that site? Yeah. And so and, yeah. And how about the future in terms of where all this is heading? Because we know now 
technology is being integrated into education in a very big way aside from the coding aspect as well right um so any any views on that in terms of the future right because i'm pretty sure a lot of it is getting automated in terms of even teaching programming because everything is happening online self learning and all of this right so i'm trying to understand how this whole landscape will look like um in your view in the next say 5 years will we have so many players and if we do then how will uh, you know will there any special courses may be introduced or what what would that be really for children so uh, i think uh, like of course there are going to be a lot of players because uh, because of the fact that uh, it's not merely something you learn or that you know about it your really your relationship with the world around you right mm-hmm. like you can either be super informed about it or you can be like like oblivious to it mm-hmm. but you can't ignore it like you know mm-hmm. uh your technology is going to creep into your day to day life as it already has in a good way uh and uh, you cannot not know about things you cannot like you know uh, uh be ignorant so i think a lot of people uh, kids especially because you know education is a way of disseminating that into like formal education is a way of disseminating mm. that information but i think even adults even like you know even seniors students for that matter today you know make a conscious attempt to learn whatsapp how to use whatsapp or you know how to mm. do video calls mm. because that is an imperative in the world that we are you know uh, uh, that we live in and that is shaping us so i think it's just being smart about living knowing about technology and knowing how stuff works you could be a doctor for all you could be an archaeologist you could be anything yeah. but technology does play a role in your professional and personal life and uh, and uh, uh, it it's good to be uh, it's good to be informed it's good to be uh, knowledgeable yeah yeah also um to add to what you said as well that uh, you know given this lockdown situation that we are in uh we are seeing a major focus on online learning as well mm. so uh there was a time when we was uh, we had started online oh, yeah. a, year, a year ago but uh, a lot of parents were apprehensive they were not sure if uh, you mm. know a child who is 8 years old or 10 years old would be able to learn online mm. but what we have seen is uh, the children are adapting to it uh, very easily uh, very smoothly and uh, we have seen a higher percentage of kids completing the course and going to the next course advancing mm-hmm. to the new course okay good. so uh, clearly it is something that is working really well and i'm mm. sure that is uh, uh, working for all education industries mm. education mm. companies yeah, yeah. Uh, so that is something that we will also want to focus on in the future okay uh, work more on uh, this online education much more interactive Yeah. Uh, for the students yeah. uh, since we are a teacher oriented model mm. so we have to make it uh, a way that we can still continue with our quality as we grow sure. as we advance mm-hmm. and uh, at the same time come up with courses which are more in line with how the world is progressing you know mm. talk about ai or at least you know these are words that kids keep hearing every yeah. now and then but they don't know what they really mean yeah no absolutely so one of the biggest challenges uh, or i would say frustrations that i have 
is, you know, since I'm from the space and tech, is that the word robotics and STEM and AI <laughs> is used so loosely, right? That yes. it's almost yeah. a joke. I mean, I know a lot right. of organizations, um, I mean, I won't say organizations, but startups and classes who are introducing robotics to kids with a simple LED kit. Uh, and I'm like, LED is not robotics, <laughs> right? And yeah, you're spending yeah. anything in the range of like 6,000 bucks to 8,000 bucks on a 10-day course and without any coding, without anything except how do I, you know, create like an aerodynamic plane or maybe, uh, you know, a simple LED circuit where you're just blinking lights with no meaning. And I'm like, why, uh, right? Uh, and this word, you know, I wanted to just understand a little bit from you about where do you think all this is going in terms of, I really think there's a big um, ignorance, you know, ign you know, ignorance is an issue right now. Because as you said, you know, a lot of these words are being used like AI robotics. And since a lot of us are very ignorant in terms of what they really mean in terms of our own future also, right? Our own jobs are getting mm -hmm. impacted. We just want to desperately in some way send our kids to these classes because and it's, do everything, yeah. yeah, and it's like the in thing. But I see a lot of classes out there just taking undue advantage of these trends, and I don't know how you feel about this. Oh, tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know this, and uh, I think uh, it's great that you brought it up because um, uh, this misinformation is something that a lot of companies are feeding us, as you rightly pointed out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, um, uh, they are like, they're selling really expensive products to people and I think that makes it even more important for people like us who really, really care about what children learn, right? Yeah. To, to amplify our voices and to make ourselves heard and to say that, you know, hey, you know, it might not sound as like, you know, rocket science-ish, mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. you know, there's a genuine value that's being mm -hmm. uh, provided and I think uh, that's a big learning for uh, us uh, as founders as to how we communicate our value better and how mm. we, you know, really stay relevant uh, in, mm. you know, in this sort of uh, misinformation where like, mm. it's largely like your, uh, like your capital sort of, uh, you know, determines how well you're able to reach yeah. people and uh, it may or may not be right and uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good, that, that's, good, that's a good point. Yeah, um, that's true. So I think we have realized the uh, essence of branding now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Started happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, these kind of things are also a good thing, right? Because as you were saying, Sneha, that it helps you up your game in terms of who really you Absolutely. are, right? And, Absolutely. And do you want a strong, uh, you know, you know, do you want to stand strong um, against the wind, really? Because I can understand, right? Like, Everybody is now getting into robotics and all this jazzy stuff and you're still holding your ground with with this whole aspect of programming and coding, which is very, in some ways, ethically strong as well, right? Because you know the value of coding uh, in terms of how it can improve these 21st century skills, right? Um, so I think it's really great. But I wanted to also ask you a little bit about this whole aspect of um, artificial intelligence. And in terms of uh, how you are planning to, or or are you planning to in some ways bring in um, 
you know any any courses or anything related to ai with a blend of i would say uh, ethics because so i'm actually working with a team right now with a you know one of the institutes right now which which i can't share but the idea is that uh, we are actually building a strong governance on ai ethics and we are starting one of the things that i brought up to the board is we got to start this at a very young age with the startups like yourselves because as you begin to teach coding related to ai and automation and all of this i think children need to understand this sense of right and wrong as well because you know what i'm saying right in terms yeah. of creating true, true. the right programs which will not which will in some ways move humanity to the next level and not really destroy um us as humans right or even replace right. our jobs right or yeah. you know the, the the flip side of ai right um so anything over there you want to share in terms of what you are thinking or doing in that space because it's going to become a big thing very very soon i can assure you that um true uh, so there is uh, one ai course that we had recently launched it was a short course something that just introduces a child to what is ai and what is machine learning basically hmm. so even in that course uh, what we focused on is how can you use uh machine learning in improving the environment mm. so uh, it is a very it was a basic session which uh, involves kids to do a small activity or just to speak about how uh, we can do various things by which we can save the environment or you know stop water pollution yeah so and how machine learning can be used to make it uh, happen faster yeah Yeah. So I think that's what even our focus has been. Though AI is a very complicated topic, so that is something that Neha and I are uh, working on very uh, vigorously in terms of finding out how can we right. uh, dumb it down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, at least till then, this is something that we focus on. That uh, as you said, exactly the same way that we yeah. have to make sure that every child. knows that whatever they are going to do has to be used for somebody's uh, you know it has to be used to help the world yeah some yeah. way or the other yeah. and uh, ai is going to play a huge part in that hmm hmm but in terms yeah. of uh, teachers and educators do you so i work with a lot of teachers right and one of the fears which is increasingly growing with the whole education community i don't know if you are hearing this from your educators as well is how ai is going to impact their lives in terms of i don't know right it could be uh, you know i don't think the teachers in general have a sense of what's really happening out there in terms of ai and um they don't understand the good side of it they are very very afraid of the bad side of ai right that it might replace their jobs and make them extinct um correct i are you i mm. right so are you hearing any of this and any views on that because i think it's a big one which is uh, it's coming away and specially i'll give you an example in the last 6 weeks with my own son um it's you know it's not really ai but in terms of using simple online platforms like say google classroom or even youtube videos you know which is not really ai teachers don't even know how to use those platforms right uh, so leave you know leave alone um, 
working with AI to really deliver learning. Leave that. It's, I think, a little bit into the future. But in general, I think there's a lot of fear that, you know, here's what technology can do and automation can do if we move learning online. Um, so are you are you hearing a lot of this? Any Anything at uh, all? Yeah, we've been hearing since years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, there are uh, like a few ways to look at it. Firstly, like, uh, yes, uh, AI will replace a lot of jobs, but it's, it's also going to... Uh, create as many jobs, right? Because there are there have to be people who automate stuff. Mm. Uh, so I think uh, I think it ties back to again like, you know, existing in this world in a informed way. Like you know about technology, you can really plan your careers, plan your, you know, um trajectory according to how technology evolves. Because uh, as much as, you know, I think it is a human tendency to uh, want things to be as they are, but I think this, I think pandemic has shown us that, you know, there is no guarantee of anything. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, that uh, uh, being adaptable to change and being like, you know, uh, on the, uh, uh, you know, uh, at the cusp of everything it really helps. And I understand where that fear for say, teachers can come from because they have done things in a certain way for a long time and mm. uh, to just overnight say that you know hey start doing it differently it is like you know difficult mm. uh, and we do empathize with that but I think uh, because it has to be compulsorily done now it's a good opportunity to really learn and you know understand that hey it's not all that bad it's okay uh, and I think a lot of uh, we are a part of a lot of uh, uh, education and tech circles and a lot of people are trying to help teachers uh, really adapt to this. Uh, so I think uh, there is good sort of uh, work mm. also happening in that respect. Mm. And uh, mm. yeah, mm. I think automation, that's what uh, we try to tell students also, right? Like it's yeah. also about learning to learn and you know, how you can learn about new things that will come up 10 years later. We can't teach you 10 years later, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you can teach yourself. Yeah. So, so you have been in this business for how many years? Say, about three years, four years, or more? No, four years. Four years. About four yeah. years. So, would it yeah. be okay if I asked you whether you're seeing a change in uh, children's behaviors? You know, you know, if you can go back to your first class, maybe, right, four years back when you did these classes with children of that same age group because I think your age group has remained the same roughly, right? Right, yes. So in terms of, you know, uh, you know, say behaviors of children in the last, say, four years, I know every day is a new day and the world is moving very fast, right? But in terms of children's behaviors, right, uh, how, how do you think, you know, has anything really changed in the past uh, three to four years in terms of how children are uh, acting and behaving in your classes in terms of learning these technologies? This is just uh, an I open think question. children are getting smarter just like technology. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, they get, uh, they keep asking, like, it's actually uh, something that happens today. 
Uh, I was uh, like doing some, uh, like I was uh, shadowing some demo, uh, watching a demo, mm. and the kid asked, "Why is code typed only in English and not any other language?" Mm, like we have never got that question, <laughs> and that's never occurred to us or any educator. But yeah. a kid asked that question, and I'm like, that. So I think uh, they are definitely getting smarter with the, their own exposure, and also you know. Uh, the curiosity remains intact, of course. Uh, they are super curious, um, but uh, I think uh, we also have to keep adapting ourselves to smarter students. Yeah, I guess. So, which has always always intrigued me because in general, coding is always in English, right? Um, uh, yeah. So, in terms of our own localized kind of challenges we have, how does that help? uh exactly right yeah so this is a, that's a very interesting question especially a kid has brought that up which is yeah amazing. and it was a very young you know, i think an eight year old was doing so <laughs> wow. so okay. no that is true though uh we've seen uh more of such questions like from younger kids itself like mm. the younger the kid is the more creative the kid yeah. is what we've understood from this mm. interesting yeah great uh so yeah i know it's been about an hour i really thank you for your time uh but i did want to ask one last question if you have another 5 minutes and i i do this with all my guests uh is that uh, are you guys there yes yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> if you if you had to look in the deepest uh, uh you know place in your heart or so called corner of your heart what would i find what would i find any any one thing that comes to your mind it could be anything it could be a thought it could be corner a, of the heart yeah the deepest corner of your heart if i had a peep in what would i find <laughs> don't worry you can take your time but i'd i'd suggest you think impromptu and your first really thought that comes to your mind when you look deep inside I think for me it's the family. This is Mansi. Yeah, I was thinking about the same. Yeah, like mm. the the close ones. I was gonna say husband, but then that would be too cheesy. So <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I mean, it really depends on what truly yeah. is in your heart. This it's not yeah, about. Yeah, but yeah, all all people that we yeah. very dearly love. Yeah, I'm sure you're missing him since he's out of sight. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I'm moving. This is the long distance topic. Talking. Yeah. That's why you were saying husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. So that was Sneha and Mansi. I really hope you enjoyed our candid and free-flowing conversation and took away something from it. This is Avi, your host, signing off. Do watch out for our next episode by following. your other side on all major podcast platforms until then keep exploring your other side